0: Welcome to Talking at No One, the show where I, Aloni, hang out by myself because I need to write this right now. This week, we're going to take on the hardest challenge I've ever taken on. I don't know if I'll even be able to do this, but today, we're going to fix Doctor Who. Now, if you don't know, I'm going to give you a little overview on Doctor Who. If you haven't seen it, or you haven't even seen the new season because most people haven't, here's what happened. Doctor Who is about an alien. They're a Time Lord, they travel through time and space, they're from a planet called Gallifrey, they've lived for thousands of years, around 2000. It's debatable how old they are now because they haven't really said it in a while. But they're a time traveler, and every time they're about to die, they are replaced with a new actor. They regenerate. They become a new person with a different personality, but the same core center of self, though. So they regenerate into someone new, but they're still that person underneath. Recently, as what happens every few years, a new showrunner has come on, Chris Chibnall, and a new doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Now, the doctor's always been male, but they've been hinting at the doctor becoming female for a long time. So now they've finally done it. The Doctor has an enemy called the Master, which is their arch enemy. and they are the opposite of the Doctor. They grew up together, but the Master is off. The Master constantly hears a drumbeat in their head, and it has driven them insane, and they're sort of a chaotic, mad person who goes around and kills people and does crazy schemes and just sort of shows up randomly throughout the story as a big bad. The last time we saw the Master, they were female. Which hadn't happened before. Basically establishing that the Doctor could become a woman if they wanted to. And Missy was good. The Master has always been a bad person. And Missy was a bad guy at first. But throughout the story of three seasons, she became a good person. She was redeemed in the end. And she ended up defeating her younger self and then dying. And it was very beautiful and great. With the new show, we have Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker. They did a lot of things in two seasons. And I think the general consensus is they messed up a lot. Now, regardless of whether or not you like the new season, I actually liked the second one a little bit. It's debatable whether or not it's bad or good. Personally, I think there's not a lot of characterization, and the characters are bland cutouts, and the Doctor is more of a parody of the Doctor than an actual Doctor. But I think there's enough in there, and I think she was the Doctor one episode, in the Villa episode, I think she actually played the Doctor. But this isn't my about my opinion. This is about continuing Doctor Who. And factually, there are a lot of contradictions with what has happened in the show and with the canon of the show, which is pretty common in Doctor Who. Doctor Who does this all the time. They mess with stuff and they fuck up the past all the time. And then they sort of retcon it, fix it up, clean it up, and then make it make sense. So we haven't gotten that retcon yet, and we haven't gotten the end of the story. Jimno still has one season left to clean up what he's done. So I'm not going to say whether or not it's good or bad. I liked most of it. There's a few things I didn't like, but overall, it adds a lot of cool ideas, but it just didn't execute very well. So I'm going to give you a little overview of what has happened in the show. So many things. Oh my god. I... Okay, um... They introduce a new Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. She's awkward, she's adorable, and she's got a lot of David Tennant and Matt Smith energy. She's younger, she just wants to have a good time, and it kind of fits in line with what happened with the end of The Last Doctor. So the previous Doctor, Capaldi, who's one of my favorites, at the end of his life decided he didn't want to come back anymore. He was tired of regenerating, he was sick of it. But at the end of it, right when he was about to change, he said, Fuck it, we'll do one more. I'll just go again. And then he turns into this optimistic version of himself. Kind of similar to Missy. And it kind of works. That Doctor makes sense. But they mess up a lot of like core ideals throughout the show. But if you just kind of ignore all that, it's fine. She's fine. She does okay. She doesn't suck at being the Doctor. The writing isn't good. Sometimes it's good. It's hit or miss. I mean, Doctor Who's always been hit or miss. But usually the showrunner is solid and kind of fixes the shitty ones but yet again i'm trying not to get into my opinion of all this even though i am repairing it so she's got multiple companions she's got ryan and graham who are a grandfather and his adopted grandson like through marriage he married ryan's grandmother and ryan doesn't like him And then there's a woman named Yaz, who's a police officer, who joins up with the crew. They kind of hinted at there sort of being maybe a romance in there. But they never really tried anything. The four of them went through space. They did the first season. It was fairly bland. Not really anything happened. It was safe. It was clean. It worked. It was okay. There was a lot of really dumb stuff. There was some good stuff. But overall, it didn't really try anything, and it was safe. And then everyone complained that the show wasn't that great, and there's a lot of problems, and we were pointing out all the things that could be fixed and done better. So when Chibnall came back, he decided to mess with stuff. He decided to really go at it and do what he wants with Doctor Who. So they brought the master back, and a lot of people don't like this master. Not so much the actor. Everyone kind of agrees that he's a good master. The problem is is that they completely undo Missy becoming the hero. If the Master changes into a woman, and becomes the Mistress, and then is arrested for some crime, for all of their crimes, and is going to be executed, the Doctor redeems them, rehabilitates them, and makes them more like them. And then you just ignore it, and the the Master comes back angry and insane, There's got to be a reason for that. And there is. Throughout the seasons, they keep implying this mystery of the timeless child and all this craziness that's going on. And they show that the Master completely destroyed Gallifrey. Gallifrey's ruins now. And there's nobody there. Empty, apparently. It sets up a lot of good stuff. They do some really good episodes. They do a really good Frankenstein one. They set it all up. And then when it actually comes to the show, it falls kind of flat. The mystery reveal is okay. People do things, things happen, it ends. It doesn't really affect anything deeply, but it just kind of fucks with the history of the show a lot. So to really put it simply, they reveal that all of Time Lord's society, the, the people that the Doctor comes from, Gallifrey, the entire society is based on a lie. The idea that they took some kid that they found that fell through a portal that could regenerate, that had the powers they have, and they tortured it, and killed it, and experimented on it, and made themselves regenerate. That it's not like a biological thing they evolved to have by living by, you know, a time portal or whatever. It's genetic sort of injection they put in, it gives them the power. And that kind of fucks with a lot of stuff. I think it's fine. Gallifrey's always been bad guys. They've always been insane lunatics and dickheads, and the government of Gallifrey is always the bad guy. And they've been a society for a billion years... And they are immortal, and then they make some of their citizens not immortal, and only give them 13 lives. So it's a pretty insane society, and they've done a lot of crazy shit. So I get them torturing a kid, I get them creating regeneration, that all makes sense. The way they get it kinda contradicts a lot of things. If it's just like a shot or something, then how the fuck does Riversong exist? Because there's a whole arc about how the doctor meets this woman, and it turns out that she's his future wife... And she can regenerate. And then later he finds out, spoiler alert for all of this, that she's his best friend Amy, his human friend's kid. So how can she regenerate? That was the big question. How the hell is she part-time Lord if she's a human? And they kind of try to hint that maybe she's his kid, but then eventually they say, no, she's not. They had her in the TARDIS. So when they conceived of her, they were flying through time and space, and that's why she has the powers. So if that's the case, then how did the Time Lords get their power? Did they inject it or something? I have figured out a solution to this, by the way, but it's not important right now. So basically they say, all the society, based on one thing, they stole it from some kid. They don't know where the kid's from, they just ruined the kid's life. That's fine. That's great. Then they say, Doctor, you're that kid. Bum 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 is a big deal. The Doctor isn't a Time Lord, they're actually something else, and the Time Lord stole their entire life. They have unlimited lives, and they don't remember their entire past. Their memory was wiped, and their childhood happened, but it was their second childhood. They forgot their original life. I don't really like this. A lot of people don't like this. It takes away the idea of the Doctor being a normal Time Lord. The idea always was that they were just a weirdo in this weird society. That in Time Lord society it's very British and very like authoritarian and they're sort of forced to act a certain way. And the Doctor never really fit in or felt like they made sense in all that. And the idea was they're not special. They just don't want to give in to all that. They're just a good person who refuses to live in this society so they leave. They're just a crazy person. They're just a hippie that travels the universe and doesn't want to be a part of their stupid society. Makes perfect sense to me. So, if you make them an immortal god who got godly powers and is more powerful than all their people and doesn't belong with their people, it kind of fucks all that up. The Doctor already was a weirdo, already was an outsider, already didn't belong. You didn't need to make them an immortal time god and give them no past. Now their past is blank and has no meaning. And even the theme of the episode is that the Doctor basically has a panic attack and then goes, oh yeah, that doesn't change anything. I'm still me and then they have an entire other episode after that explaining the exact same thing again so it doesn't really change anything overall it's just annoying to people who are massive fans because you're taking an ideal and you're warping it and twisting it and changing it into something else so the things that you really need to fix out of all this Doctor Who stuff is Gallifrey has been destroyed and we don't really know where that fits into the story now. What does the Doctor want anymore? Because originally, the whole idea was the Doctor was traveling space and just enjoying themselves, and then in the reboot, they killed their own people, and now they're mourning the death of their people. And then at the 10th anniversary, they said, well, they actually saved their people, and they just thought they killed them all. And now some of their people are alive, hiding somewhere in the universe, and they're going to go find them. Then with Capaldi, they went there, the Doctor became their leader and completely uprooted their whole society, and then just left with their friend, and basically forgot most of it. So Gallifrey was kind of in a weird place. And then we go back to it, and the city's completely destroyed, there's nobody there. The Master destroyed the city, because they were pissed off that everything was a lie. And half of, like, most of the Time Lords are now all, like, zombie, Cybermen, Time Lord hybrid things. Which I actually think is a cool idea, and you can do a lot with this. It was just executed really badly. So that's what's happened in Doctor Who. There's one more season coming, and it's gonna be okay, probably. It's gonna be one continuous story, like an old-school Doctor Who thing. And I don't know what that story is, but we'll see. I hope they play with this whole other side thing they introduced called The Division, and I hope they explain a little bit more. But overall... This is the last one Chibnall's getting, this is the last one with Jodie Whittaker. So the reason I'm doing this whole podcast is I want to figure out what's next. What do we do now? What would be a cool idea to continue Doctor Who? Because they introduced the first female Doctor, and they kind of fucked it up, and they kind of did a mediocre show, and they kind of made us all feel like they didn't care what we felt. And they kind of just bled up the canon. But it was whatever. It's Doctor Who. Episodes are hit and miss. The finale's usually pretty okay, but it has something dumb in it. And they change the canon slightly in a weird way that doesn't really affect anything, but changes how you perceive things. That's what they do in every season of Doctor Who. It always goes that way. They have three seasons. In the first one, they introduce the new Doctor. They do kind of a lukewarm sort of whatever ending. Then they do a middle one that's really good, and it ends with some crazy twist. And then they do the big one at the end to sort of change up everything. And then New Doctor shows up. So the question is, what's next? And there's not a lot to work with. So when I came up with the idea for this, my thought was there's really three things you can do. You can accept the changes that have been made and just continue like nothing happened. You can just embrace... That this is the Doctor, this is what happened, and just move on. You can reject what you've been told and what the story is and retcon it. Fix up little things and change what you don't like. You could basically cut away all the stuff you don't like and figure out ways to explain it away. Or you could ignore all of it and you could just start with a new Doctor starting fresh. Just clean reboot again. These all got merit, but when I was thinking about them... You can't just do one or the other. You got to do all three. You got to accept what's happened. You got to figure out the things that you can change, the things you can't change, and then you got to fix them all and completely reboot it. So, how do we fix what's left? Well, I was looking through the episodes. I've watched these seasons a couple of times, and I've watched people talk about these seasons, I think, more than I've actually watched the seasons. And there is a couple of little strands, a couple of little plot things that I think could be really interesting. And I'm sure Chibnall's gonna use them in his finale and tie it all up. But let's just imagine that that last season with Chibnall, the one that's coming out, is just whatever and it just kind of ends and it's just one long story and then nothing really happens. Then how can we do something more with this? What's left in these little strands? Who's the new Doctor gonna be? How do we take what was good about this show and what was bad about this show and meld them and fix them into what the new thing is? So we needed to find three things to sort of figure out where the show is now. We got to figure out what's going on with Gallifrey. Gallifrey is always part of the show in some way. In the first reboot, Gallifrey was destroyed. So there is no Gallifrey, but the doctor's sad about it. Then Gallifrey comes back, but they're super evil, and we realize, oh, the reason they destroyed them was because Gallifrey sucks. Then they bring Gallifrey back, but it's just sort of lost in space. And then the Doctor shows up and kind of just fucks all their shit up and then leaves. And now Gallifrey has been destroyed. So I think you definitely have to start it with the status quo of Gallifrey. Where is it at? What's going on? And I think, what have we not done with Gallifrey? I think the most interesting thing would be to do a whole refugee thing with Gallifrey. Like, maybe Gallifrey should be destroyed. We keep blowing it up, and if we're just gonna bring it back, and then blow it up, and bring it back, and then blow it up, that's useless. It needs more than that. Time Lord society has to change in some way. It can't just be aristocracy, rich assholes in charge. Like, there's gotta be more. So I would argue you could sort of Thor Ragnarok this shit. You could do a new gallifrey i mean the idea of cybermen burning down gallifrey sounds like a pretty fucking epic first episode like if you just started or even later on brought it up if you just showed cybermen ripping apart the time lord city turning time lords into cybermen and just destroying what was left of gallifrey and then people escaping in tardises that shit would be nuts And then all these disparate time lords could come together and build a new Gallifrey. The question is, would they go back to their old planet or would they find a new one? The idea is that the Doctor has like this super weapon and the Master is agging them on to use this button that when they press it, it'll destroy all life on the planet and basically destroy the planet. So maybe just fuck that whole planet. Maybe there's a new Gallifrey, as in a whole new planet called Gallifrey. I think it'd be interesting. I think a whole new society makes sense. So there you go, that's what you do with Gallifrey. What do we do with the Master, is another big question. The current sort of idea in the canon is that the Master was evil, the Master became Saxon, which was in the David Tennant story. They keep dying and coming back, that's the whole thing with the Master. The Master's like a lich. They keep finding new and exciting ways to come back to life without using regeneration. The idea was that that Master turned into Missy, maybe, it's kind of ambiguous, And then Missy turned into this master. Maybe. It's kind of ambiguous. Some audio dramas say there's another master in between. It doesn't really matter. The point is, the master became a good person, found out their entire society was a lie, and then burnt it all down. They realized that doing the good thing got them killed, and that when they went home to turn themselves in, that their home was a lie, and that they never really should have believed in Time Lords anyway and that Time Lords are a bunch of cowards that want to destroy the entire universe to save themselves, and that overall, their entire society is a sham and a lie, and should be destroyed. There's one line that I've seen people get pissed about, and I don't really like it either. There's a line that the Master says, the idea that, that the Doctor is the Timeless Child, and that all Time Lords have a part of the Doctor's DNA in them, and that's what gives them their powers. That's stupid. That whole thing is stupid. But the Master says the reason they did all of this is because part of you is inside of me. Which is so fucking stupid. Because the Master doesn't completely and utterly hate the Doctor. They're supposed to be childhood friends. The Master doesn't want the Doctor to stop them having fun. They're a maniac. They do whatever they want for fun. They're the Doctor's Joker. They're they're a crazy maniac that just wants to watch the world burn. And the Doctor is always trying to convince them they're wrong and to help them accept the trauma of their past that time lords have done to them and move on and the time lords have fucked the master up in like 18 different ways and i gotta say really feels like the master could be the actual timeless child just saying you have this whole timeless child thing saying the doctor is special And that they're like this god character and that their whole society was based on torturing them it fucks with all their memories it fucks with all their histories and it just kind of feels wrong it feels like fan fiction and not like fact and then you have the master whose entire story has always been ambiguous when they meet the master in the original doctor who the master's already had 13 lives they've lived an entire time lord existence And they're still kick it. They use dark magic to continue beyond their 13th life. But what if they are the Timeless Child? The Timeless Child is immortal. They could just keep regenerating. So what if the Master is the Timeless Child? What if they were tortured by their people and experimented on and used? That's always been the fact. There's a throwaway moment in a previous season of Doctor Who where the Time Lords are like, Oh, we need to get out of here. The war is fucking us up. How do we get out of this war? Oh, let's take the Master and let's put uh, four drum beats in their head forever so they go insane, and then we'll use those four drum beats to triangulate their position so we could leave. The idea that the master's internal, like, insanity was caused by them, and they give him shit for that. They're like, We turned you into a crazy person. Also, fuck you for being crazy. That's nuts. That happened in the show. And the fact that the Master just keeps coming back, and their powers make no sense, and they don't fit in with Time Lord society, and they're a maniac, and they've always been against their own people. The fact that every single one of their lives is ambiguous. Their deaths are always ambiguous. Everything about them is a mystery. They're a master of disguise, and everything they do is mysterious. They constantly get a time machine, and they just disappear, and you have no idea how long it's been since you've seen them, or what madness they have done. They're responsible for thousands of crimes across the galaxy. And they are traumatized by their people to make them that way. What's better than them finding out that they invented all of this? That this whole society is based upon them and that they were tortured and that this whole world is theirs to command. It makes sense why they would turn everyone into robots that they control if they believe that this is their legacy, if this whole world was made because of them. And then you'd say, well, if that's true, if you want to retcon and say that the Master is the Timeless Child, why did they tell the Doctor that the Doctor is the Timeless Child? And I would say, the Master is known to lie all the fucking time. That's all they do is lie. And their entire philosophy is, ooh, it would be fun to do this. Also, their entire concept has always been to try to get the Master to come to their level. To make the Doctor press a button that destroys the whole planet. To show, hey, you're just as bad as me. I'm not crazy, you're crazy. Press this button and blow up everything, including us. Kill us all, because I am tortured and insane, and I would like to die, please. So please kill me, and kill everyone here. Fuck this place, and fuck you for trying to help me. So an added bonus to all that would be to be like, yo, everything's a lie, and you aren't you. I'm gonna fuck with your identity, I'm gonna fuck with who you are at the core, and then the doctor's sitting in this, like, mental database trapped in there trying to figure out what to do and then they just think to themselves you know what fuck all this this is bullshit I'm me even if this is true it doesn't change anything fuck you and then they go I guess I'm gonna press the button I have no other choice and then Chibnall throws in a stupid plot thing like hey I'm the guy that's gonna press the button I want to kill them and then the doctor just lets it happen which I don't think they would but whatever they have to stop them because If they don't press that button, then the Cybermen will go out and kill everybody. And they've done that before. The first time we meet the Cybermen in the reboot, the Doctor makes them feel all their emotions and basically tortures them to death. Because they have to, because it's spreading. Cybermen are just robot zombies. So, Gallifrey has been destroyed. The citizens have escaped and fleed. The Master did it because they are the Timeless Child. And everything was done to them, and their entire life is a lie... And they were treated terribly by Time Lords Society. The next question you need to ask is how the fuck do Time Lords get their powers then? And how does River Song make any sense? I know the BBC and Chibnall don't give a fuck and they don't care about making the canon make sense in previous seasons. Because Doctor Who is always treated as like a reboot every three seasons. But to people who are actual fans of this show and still care, we want to know why River exists. Because she affects how the Doctor thinks and feels deep down. Even if they've kind of chosen to ignore the fact that the Doctor was married and lost the love of their life. Capaldi had a whole season about the Doctor grieving the death of their wife. And then when they become female Doctor, they just kind of don't talk about it. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, if your wife died and then you moved on, you probably wouldn't talk about it as much especially when you're just hanging out with these random people that you don't really have a lot of connection to, and you've become super awkward because of your regeneration. So, okay, we got all that. What do we do now? When it comes to regeneration, the old school method, the, the lie that the Time Lords told was that the reason Time Lords are immortal and they can regenerate is because they lived near the Untempered Schism. It's a, it's a, it's a temporal time black hole, and because they worked with time travel for so long, it became a part of their DNA over a billion years, and now they are immortal. Timeless Child basically says, no, Tek Te'un, one of the original three leaders, fucking took that shit, fucked it up, did what they wanted, gave us all powers. Fine by me, whatever. They show it as like a shot, but really you don't see how Tek Taeun does all the things. You basically just see them experimenting on the Timeless Child, and then they stick a needle in their arm, and then they get the powers. And it's sort of like a gene therapy thing. I would argue, I feel like you could do more. I feel like the Untempered Schism and the big time portal that gives you immortal time powers would be way cooler than just you get a shot. And there actually is something canonical that you could use. In David Tennant's storyline... When the Master shows up, they talk about how the Master was forced to look into the Untempered Schism when they were just a child. And the same thing happened to the Doctor. And every single Time Lord at the Academy looks into the Untempered Schism, which is a broken tear in reality. And it changes them. And it makes some people go insane and other people not. And it's what fuels you. Why? Why would they make you look at that? I get it. It's supposed to be about, like, you know... Something they do because of tradition and knowledge and whatnot. But what if looking at the Untempered Schism is what makes you a time look? When Rose, in the first season of the reboot, looks into the time vortex, she gains regeneration energy. Like, she gets yellow, just like regeneration. She gets godlike power. She fucking destroys the fabric of time. She creates the bad wolf stuff that shows up still. She fucks with all the time and space. She makes Jack immortal. So looking directly into the Vortex fucks you up like that. But the Untempered Schism isn't exactly the Vortex. It's like a slight tear. So what if looking into the Schism is what makes you be able to regenerate? Makes perfect sense to me. Everyone has to look at it. And you could even establish that the lower class, do they regenerate? We never see the lower class Time Lords regenerate. They're not Time Lords. They're fucking Shibogans. That's what their race is called. They're just people. And the Doctor was one of them, and then they became a Time Lord when they went to the Academy. Which means, when you look in the schism, you get the powers. I think that's how they should do it. They never really truly defined Time Lord society in a, in a while. And I think the easiest way to do it is to just show it that way. The poor, the Shabogan, they live on the outside, and they don't have regeneration. They're just normal people. And then the people in the city, the Time Lords, went to the Academy where they are trained and given the power to regenerate, to be immortal, to live 13 years. And what if the reason Rassilon lives forever is because they just keep looking at the schism? Every time you look at the schism, you get 13 more years. Makes perfect fucking sense to me. It would explain why the Doctor runs out of energy. They already established that Time Lords can pass regeneration energy from one to the other to give them more lives, and that's why the Doctor can live longer now, and the Doctor doesn't know how long they can live. They might be able to live forever. Because they have, they got so much juice from Gallifrey when they saved them. The idea that the Master has unlimited energy makes perfect sense to me. The Untempered Schism could be the portal that the Master came from. If the Timeless Child was found at the bottom of a wormhole on the edge of space, and they don't know where the wormhole goes, what if the wormhole's the Untempered Schism? What if the Untempered Schism is where the Timeless Child came from? It fucking fits perfectly. If there's a magic portal that every kid has to look at, and there's a magic portal where a magic kid came from, and you get your powers from the magic kid, it makes perfect sense that looking in that hole is what gives you the power. So I think that's a perfectly reasonable retcon. It doesn't really do anything for the show. I think it just sort of establishes some base stuff that would fix a lot. So, in this new canon, so far, Gallifrey has been destroyed by Cybermen because the Master is the Timeless Child. Time Lords gain regeneration from looking at the Untempered Schism. And not every Time Lord is a Time Lord. Some of them are just Shabogans. They're just people. And the entire planet has been evacuated. Whoever was left and whatever was left was destroyed by the bomb that the Doctor had. So now the Time Lords are out in space, lost, and they're being hunted by small remnants of Cybermen who are also part Time Lord. There's a lot there to play with. The idea that Time Lords and Cybermen are sort of merged actually works. Because now you can actually save Cybermen. Before, you couldn't save them. They were humans stuck in, like, metal shells. They were brains in jars, and that was all that was left. And they were in horrible pain, and it was just being numbed. And it was this horrible body horror thing. But Time Lords can literally regenerate. So what if you just find those people, and you get all the cybernetics off of them, and then you regenerate? Do you just become a person again? So you could recuperate, you could save these people who are Cybermen now, who are the Cyber Lords or whatever. So there's a lot there to play with. So the last thing we need to figure out is who is the Doctor now? Now it would be easy to say, you just cast a new person and you say, alright, this is the Doctor. You have them play, like in between Matt Smith, Tenet, and Capaldi, there is sort of a Doctor in there. I would argue that's what Eccleston was. I would argue Christopher Eccleston is the combination of those three characters because he's a little goofy like Matt Smith. He's got a little bit of flirtiness at times, very small times he's flirty, but he's also got that darkness that that Tenet had and he's also got that like old angry Capaldi vibes. Like if you really look at Eccleston, he really is like all three of those characters in one before they were even made, which works. I think that all four of those people are the same guy. It makes sense. So how do you transfer that into a female character? That's been the problem. And their solution was, oh, just kind of play the way they did. Like, just kind of be awkward and quirky. And it's like, that's not the same. They're still a little arrogant, but not as arrogant as they were. And it's like all the edges have been sloughed off. It's like you sanded down the doctor, and that's what this doctor is. At times, it feels like, you know, that Jodie Whittaker's doctor is senile. Because the decisions they make don't make any sense half the time. They're always contradictory. Their ideals are always like bastardized versions. And before I did this podcast, I was going to do a crazy retcon that changes everything and that says that she's not the Doctor. But no, after seeing the Villa, the Frankenstein episode, I think she is the Doctor. She played the Doctor perfectly in that episode. And I wish she did that the whole time. And maybe in this new season, she'll just do that. Because that episode is good. So, who should be the Doctor? Now, I could sit here and I could list off celebrities and talk about, ooh, who could be the new Doctor? And talk about ways they would play them. But really, it's not my decision in any way, and this is all hypothetical. But there already is a Doctor that we could play with. A Doctor that I really like and I think deserves more screen time. In the middle of Season 12 of Doctor Who, there is an episode called Fugitive of the Jadoon. Which is a fairly okay episode. It's pretty good compared to the rest. And when I saw it, I was like, ooh, I like this. I like what they're doing. I'm excited for the end of this season. The idea was that there is an organization called The Division. And they are Time Lord spies. Which makes perfect sense. Because Time Lords interfere all the fucking time. And they say they're not supposed to interfere. But clearly they do. And there's clearly shady shit going on in the background. So the idea that The Division, which is like this organization of spy time lords does what rassilon and like the, the leaders want behind everybody's back they fuck with time they do whatever they need to do to make time lords supreme it makes sense the cia of time lords is a great fucking idea and probably the best thing to come out of the chibnall era like by far it is the coolest thing and i really hope he plays with it in his next season and really redeems himself but you know it, it doesn't matter what ideas he has because he can't write And he's going to ruin it. So, when the Division is introduced, we see a bunch of flashbacks to this character who's a cop. Who's doing their job and doing everything that they need to do to help people. And they get shot and they regenerate. And you're like, oh shit, who is this? And you're following the whole story of this cop. And it is revealed later that the whole thing is an altered memory. That actually there's more going on underneath. And you find out that, no, this is the Doctor's memories of this whole situation. And it's implied that Ruth, a different Doctor, a way better Doctor than Whittaker's Doctor, is a previous version of the Doctor. Which is entirely possible. There's a couple of contradicting moments. The fact that she doesn't remember this Doctor, and this Doctor doesn't remember her. The fact that the TARDIS is the same TARDIS that they have now. There's arguments to be made where they fit in the timeline, and it's kind of ambiguous. I would say... None of that matters, because we've already established that the Division takes you and fucks with your memories constantly. That's their whole thing, is they're time spies, and they fuck with people's memories, and they alter time. So it would make sense for them to exist sort of outside of time, and outside of continuity, and they could do whatever they want. So you could argue that Jodie Whittaker becomes Ruth. They regenerate, they become Ruth. The Division grabs them, brings them into a room, and erases this entire generation from their mind. Because the Doctor knows things about Gallifrey. They know Gallifrey gets destroyed. They know about the Timeless Child. So they are compromised. They know government secrets now. And they know that Gallifrey gets destroyed by the Master and the Cybermen. And the Division know about this because the Doctor already told them Gallifrey gets destroyed. Gat, the Time Lord that's basically shown as the Division character when they meet them. They, they're they under orders from the Division. They could go back and tell their superiors that the Doctor knows that Gallifrey is going to be destroyed and that the Doctor knows other government secrets and that they need to take them down. So, at the end of whatever Chibnall's next season is, the Division grab the Doctor, seize the TARDIS, and erase the Doctor's memory. They take the Doctor. This is how you do a soft reboot, by the way. They take the Doctor, they erase their memory of everything that just happened. The Doctor is now Ruth, time-traveling agent of the Division, and you could do a lot with that. You could start the story with Ruth being part of the Division and seeing how the Doctor does, like, time law crimes. You could skip all that and do it after, and the Doctor's on the run from the time agents. You could even say that the time agents from... Torchwood and the like are actually part of the division. They're like a like a side part of the division because the time agents were always an interesting thing too in Moffat's time period. You could do a lot of things with this. And you could have Ruth be the doctor. And I would love Ruth as the doctor. I think Ruth is a very interesting doctor. And it allows you to kind of forget everything that happened last season but also still keep it canon for those who care. Because right now... A lot of series in general are doing sort of half-assed attempts at creating story. And they're trying to be inclusive, but they don't know how to write inclusive characters. And they don't want to try to write inclusive characters because they don't want to risk it. Because if they do something wrong, then they'll look like idiots. And if they do something right, some people might be pissed off that they're doing this. They can't talk about issues of being a woman all that much or issues of being not-white They're too scared to do any of that. They can talk about them, but they don't want to. So instead, what they do is they make these cardboard characters that have no personalities or emotions or plot, and they just kind of make them do things. And it's happening everywhere now, and it's really annoying, and it's bad, and I don't like it. And it's causing a big divide amongst fans where they don't care about the old fans because they've written the old fans off as misogynistic, or racist, or assholes, or entitled. They basically just think that all previous fans of sci-fi series are incels, and they must be thrown away to the wayside to be replaced with newer, dumb, young kids. That's what they think. They think, oh, we'll get the dumb zoomers to do it, and it's like, no, both sides are very intelligent, and both sides deserve a good story. You can play to both sides. You can play to hardcore fans and new fans. You don't have to fucking completely kick everybody out. You don't have to completely flip the script and then insult everyone in the past, everyone who cares about this medium, and then bring in a new audience that you think is dumb and malleable. Because you're fucking stupid if you think that. And the people in charge are these fucking shitty older millennial dickheads who just don't get it. They want to make it more palatable to the new, younger audience. But also, get rid of these older, toxic fans. And it's like, no. Doctor Who has always been mostly progressive and liberal and pushed the envelope and tried to talk about shit that nobody can talk about. And when you make cardboard cutouts, it ruins it for everyone. So here's what I say. Here's how I would start Doctor Who, season 14. Reboot Doctor Who, soft reboot, like they do every three years. Okay, we see Gallifrey burning. Cybermen racing through the city, burning down buildings, capturing Shibogans and Time Lords alike, turning them into cyber lords. The city's burning, the people are panicked. The people are evacuating, as if they knew this was coming. The city's becoming overrun, but the farmers on the outside of the, of the city and the rest of the planet and the important officials are all being, they're all being ferried away in TARDISes. There's TARDISes on the end of the burning city and people are running into the TARDISes and there's like five or six of them and people are just racing for their lives into these TARDISes and then the TARDISes just vanish. The entire city is empty. You hear the words of the master saying, do it. Press the button. Be just like me boom entire planet eviscerated and destroyed the planet explodes gallifrey is completely destroyed by the bomb the doctor was forced to use they gave the bomb to a human the human detonated the bomb gallifrey explodes in the dust a few asteroids sit the asteroids spin and twist and turn into capsules these aren't asteroids They're TARDISes. All those TARDISes that people ran in are now floating in space where Gallifrey used to be. Capsules floating disguised as asteroids and wreckage of the planet. Now, you don't have to show this immediately, but you can imply this later in a later ending of a season to sort of explain what happened. But you start it with that, you do the Doctor Who thing, and then you just keep going. But all those TARDISes sat in what was left of where their planet was. And an old character shows up. When Capaldi's doctor went to Gallifrey before, they basically took all power away from Rassilon and banished Rassilon. So, Gallifrey's been destroyed. All these Time Lords and all these innocent people are just stuck in TARDIS's arcs in space, not knowing what to do. Debating what to do next, all talking to each other. Suddenly, Rassilon appears. He says that in his great intelligence, in his almighty power he let the doctor banish him because he knew this was coming because division intelligence told him that it was coming he doesn't tell them that division told him but the division warned him and he tells them all that he knew this was happening and that's why he put these TARDISes here and they will build a new Gallifrey that will last another billion years and they will track down what is left of these cyber lords and return them to time lords Sets up a really good precedent. Creates a new Gallifrey. Then we push in on a new companion. We have Dr. Ruth show up. They meet with the companion. They're having a lot of fun. Adventures. Typical Doctor Who shit. I really like Ruth. I think she's really well acted. And it's kind of disappointing that her character is just called the Ruth Doctor. When every other Doctor is done by actor. I don't even know what Ruth's actor's name is. And that's infuriating that that isn't common. It'd be like if they called David Tennant's Doctor the John Doctor. But Ruth shows up, we get a new companion, someone likable, a Zoomer, maybe a, a, an influencer of some kind who wants more with their life, who wants to be important and matter, who wants more than just sitting on this dying planet, who wants to do more and to go out there and to forget about all the troubles of this horrible world. They work a terrible nine to five that they hate, where they make no money. They live with their parents. They can't pay for a place to live. They know the world is ending, that global warming and climate change are destroying the planet, that the rich are leaving the planet and flying off to space to ignore their problems, that there's poverty and starvation and disease and COVID everywhere, and they hate everything, and they just wish that they could explore the cosmos, And suddenly, they notice something off. They notice Ruth doing something. The Doctor, up to something. They follow them into the TARDIS, and suddenly, they whoosh off into space on a grand adventure. And we get to meet the new Doctor, Ruth. The main villain of this new series is The Division and new Gallifrey. Gallifrey was destroyed. The Division knew ahead of time and didn't stop it. Rassilon leads the division and he used it to manipulate the people by getting them all to come into these little TARDIS arcs that he made so that he could save them all at the last minute as they were all about to die from the Cybermen. He showed up, the the conquering hero, to save them all, manipulating them and creating the new Gallifrey. Just as bad as the original, but on a new planet. This Dr. Ruth is a fugitive of the Time Lords. She's on the run, she's exploring space, having her fun, but she knows around every corner is another TARDIS with another Time Lord that just wants to take her in. She's no longer a mad person running through space, trying to get home. She's no longer a broken veteran who destroyed their home. She's no longer a crazy person on the long trip home. She's on the run from a society... That hates and blames her for destroying it. She's on the run for crimes against her own people. She's blamed for everything. The Doctor's no longer the hero that they became. They are the big bad. They blew up Gallifrey to, to destroy the Master. Rassilon hates the Doctor and creates this sort of lore behind the Doctor isn't a war hero. The Doctor didn't save you. The Doctor destroyed our home and left us scattered creating this whole new lore and this whole new set of Time Lords that hate the Doctor. You could bring the Master back if you wanted to, and the Master feels regret about everything and confused about everything, and they know that they are the, t- they are the Timeless Child deep down, and that society ruined them and cast them out and destroyed them. You could say that Missy came after the previous Master, or... That this master came after Missy and backslid when they found out everything was a lie. Either way, you could redo the redeeming of the master. But this time, instead of the master being forced to redeem themselves, the master has nothing left. There's nothing more for them to do. They created the Cyberlords and want to destroy all life, but that's not really what they want deep down. And when the doctor pressed that, you know, let that guy press the button and ran away. The Master left. They got out at the last second. Explosion going off. Maybe they regenerated. Maybe they're the same Master. But the Master could be confused and have its own... The Master could have their own identity problem. Arguing with the insane madman or the redeemed hero or the timeless child. And it could be one hell of a three season arc where in the first season we meet the Doctor and it's all about the excitement of meeting Ruth, this time-traveling hero who goes around saving people with this mysterious past. They're from a planet called Gallifrey. It was destroyed a long time ago. They don't talk about their people, but then they find out, oh, there's other Gallifreyans. Yeah, but they don't like me. You could see the companion, in season two, the companions learning about what happened to Gallifrey and trying to understand why they hate the Doctor so much and almost wondering, is the Doctor actually a bad person? You could reintroduce the Master and show the Master's sadness and and pain from the truth that they've learned. And the Doctor almost repugnant with what the Master has done. You could do a final third season about all of this where the doctor is forced to go home and confront rassilon and take him down with the master's help in order to rebuild time lord society it'd be great it'd be a great three season arc and then you could do something to reboot it again because if there's one thing we know about doctor who it's that it can survive even if it gets canceled and it goes away for 20 years doctor who doesn't end it just goes on hiatus and no matter what happens to doctor who no matter what they change no matter what they do it will ultimately be the same story. A crazy alien explores time and space with a human that is amazed by what they see. That's all it really is down to it. They're from a place called Gallifrey. Something happened to it. They have a friend named the Master who's dealing with something, and they travel the universe with their new companion. And it's all about the relationship between the companion and the Doctor, ...as they travel across the universe doing random side stories. And then at the end of every season... ...there's a big climactic thing related to the last season's ending... ...that was set up subtly at the end of each episode. It's pretty simple to do Doctor Who. And as long as you make things weird... ...and you characterize the characters and you talk about shit deeply... ...it doesn't really matter how bad you get. Because as bad as Chipnell's run was... ...it was still Doctor Who... And there were a few good ones. And as long as Doctor Who is on the air, there will always be really bad episodes, really good episodes, and mediocre episodes. And it will be hit and miss forever. So thanks for listening to me endlessly ramble about a TV show that's been out for almost 60 years. And just sit back and enjoy what happens next with Doctor Who. Because as soon as this Chibnall story is over... We're going to get fresh new stuff, and it might be bad, it might be good, it's probably going to be okay. Anyway, if you liked this episode, please review, rate, subscribe on all podcasts, give Apple and Spotify a reach around, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.